to Unclassical. Hello. Hello. And we're here today. Oh, wait, I forgot the introductions. I'm Marshall. And I'm Katie. And we're here today jumping straight back into it with episode two of Rebecca. Thank fuck. I, for some reason, I had Wuthering Heights in my head and I was like, that's not the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is it? Yes. Well, Rebecca. Rebecca. Can you roll your Rebecca, very quickly. I can't sustain it. <laughs> it would be much more satisfying if we could roll our ass. Rebecca. Oh my god, Rebecca by Daphne de Maurier. Someone could actually roll their ass and send us a little sound bite. That would be great. That would be excellent. Ross can roll his ass, my boyfriend. Maybe I'll get him to do a sound bite for next week. Rebecca. <laughs> what a dad. <laughs> prick. Why can he do everything? Well, he can't. He can't, he can't he, use his he, hands. He can't use his hands. He can't appreciate all feminist arguments until they're spelt out to him and then he adopts them as his own and tell you, tells you off for not being feminist enough. <laughs> doesn't recognise the irony of the fucking mansplaining. <laughs> he doesn't even realise. Anyway, we're we're right into the tangents already. The rage in Katie's eyes right now. Well, what you don't realise, Katie, is that a clothing choice is not consent. I know! He says what? (laughs) I'll kill you. (laughs) Look, Manny, you didn't have the best dog in the world. I'll kill you. Just just give me my dog. Anyway... Daphne de Maurier Rebecca. So last time we kind of had an intro to like the main cast at this point. There's more characters to come. I don't know, you're the one reading it. You tell me. I was like, I was wondering where you were going. I was like, you're just going to summarise what we did last time? You don't know what's going on. Um, you don't so know yeah. what you're doing. So last time um, we left them, Maxim de Winter had rather brutishly proposed to DW.20. <laughs> yeah, um, it was real romantic. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, we kind of left them on the voyage of them going off to get married. And then we glossed right over the marriage and their three On months. the voyage of them going to get married? Do you mean on the verge? Well, <laughs> I mean, they do voyage off across Europe to go do it, so I feel rather justified in my choice of words. <laughs> there is voyaging... <laughs> <laughs> they voyaged. They voyaged over to um, Venice. <laughs> to be fair, you do have to uh, voyage to get to Venice. Yeah, yeah, do. So they did that. <laughs> yeah. And they married. And then nothing, none of this, none of it goes into detail about their marriage or their honeymoon. We come back to them. And Again, people who haven't, like, you know, had that much experience in love. And, like, and then they went on a honeymoon and... Um, Stuff. And then they went to a house. I've been to a house. Let's talk about I've that. I've been to a house. Oh my god. <laughs> fucking Daphne. You know what Daphne mm. fucking loves? Mm. She loves a good English flower. Uh, well, at the beginning she was talking about this flower's dead. That flower's dead. <laughs> this flower has overgrown to a point it looks like this. And it's like, yeah. look, you do have wonderful horticultural knowledge. <laughs> oh my god, woman. My god, find a time and a place. I thought this was a thriller. So, we're going to go into some more plants soon. <laughs> so, yeah, we come back and they're dri- they're driving back to Manderley, having just, like, got back into um, London. Mm-hmm. Um, having finished their voyage. Ha- having finished their, the verge of their voyage. <laughs> so, 
They're we are recording back. later in the day today, guys. <laughs> we have been on a run. If you're hearing Katie on, like it's not that she's bored. She's it's been a long day. I've got the wine out. She thought she could hack it with tea. <laughs> yeah, I've finished my tea now. Now I'm cold. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're heading back to Mandalay. Um, mm. DW is obviously feeling a bit awkward and shy. You know, she's like yeah. worried she doesn't look the part and everything. And well, yeah, and she's kind of worrying what everyone will think of her. And Maxim mm. being a fucking oblivious man makes a stupid comment about her clothes and how like he's he doesn't. Oh. He, he doesn't do it meanly, like intentionally meanly. He's just basically like, oh, um, don't wear that old raincoat in. It's not quite fitting. And oh, I suppose I should have taken you to get a lot of more like suitable clothing once we got into London. So it's about that. Um, oh. And it's just like... But it's also fucking men, like not knowing this might happen... Yeah, like how people are going to feel like insecure. I remember this thing happened like years ago, but me mm. and um, my boyfriend were going to some event. I can't remember what it was. And I was like, is it black tie? Is it what? What is it? And um, then um, he was like, oh, it's super casual because he was looking at something else and not listening to what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> and then like I was getting ready to come round and he was like, so what are you wearing? And I was like, oh, just like jeans and a nice top. And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, just jeans and like a nice top. Um, jeans and a nice top. Jeans and top. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a millennial? Um, <laughs> and um, and he was like, it's black tie, Marsha. I'm like, I fucking asked you. <laughs> so annoying and just so embarrassing as well. Because it also yeah. like with that kind of thing, like the whole smart casual, smart casual is the fucking worst. I'm like, what do you mean? Mm. You mean that is yeah. for men can wear shirts and a shirt and mm. jeans. What the fuck yep. am I left I've with? I've also got another example. So someone yeah. we know, she's um, married to a guy in the army and they were going, I think it was before they were married to be fair, but they were going to like some army ball thing or something mm. and she like, she takes good care of her appearance and everything and she was wearing like a strappy, like, um you know, like fancy, fancy dress and she showed up in it and her boyfriend was like, why are you wearing that? And she was oh, like, no. what do you mean? And there's like a thing with like dressing conservatively and you're not meant to show your arms. Oh, fuck off. So she had to get like a cardigan kind of shrug thing to go with it. And she was like, and it, I, I had to buy it in a rush and I wanted to wear that dress. So I kind of like made it work and I bought the dress, obviously. So, and then like I had to wear this fucking cardigan thing with it. And I was like, I don't know if him. And then like, obviously, because he's a typical boy, like, well, I just thought, you know, dresses had sleeves. So I don't know. I mean... Why the fuck can't women show their fucking arms? I have. Yeah. I, I like. I hate. I hate to break it to you, men, but I have arms. I do they're have there. arms. They're they're always there. <laughs> I'm holding a drink with one right now. <laughs> Literally, like they're always there. It doesn't matter how many layers I put on the arms, never go away. <laughs> they're still rocking out under there. And, and you know what? They're pretty liberal. They're not even that conservative. <laughs> like. <laughs> I feel like I wish I if I had the confidence to, to do this that I would just love to get a sharpie and just write I have fucking arms up my arm and just walk in like what <laughs> these what? are arms <laughs> like are you afraid like I thought the whole army thing was that we have the right to bear arms my arms are bare why are you called the army if you're not pro arms <laughs> yeah like um I thought I thought this was cool. I thought this was your whole thing. I thought you were my arm people. Are you not armed? <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Are you all find the arms a bit triggering? Are you all just... Is this what it is? 
Are my arms upsetting you? <laughs> yeah, because if you're all triggered and upset, I could kind of accept that, but not yeah. if it's just because I'm a woman bearing flesh. Yeah, only like, if you've got PTSD. That's the yeah, only time it's like, acceptable. Sorry, like if I have my shoulders out, are you just going to casually not? Are you just going to like attack me and rape me? Because uh, I gotta tell you, that's on you. <laughs> and it's all, all on you. On you, lads. It was at this point that I would have been like. It's not for me. <laughs> I'd have been like, okay, let me do a quick tour of the room with my arms out and holding my middle fingers up to everyone. And then yeah. I'm going to down all the wine, make off with the cheesy snacks, and then we're done. I'd hire a segue for the occasion. <laughs> <laughs> wine in one hand, cheesy crisps in the other, like, fucking come yeah. at me with my bare arms. <laughs> my bare arms. See you later, bitches. And that's our British army, ladies and gentlemen. And... Yeah. Uh, Actually, I want to say that again because I'm trying to train myself out of saying ladies and gentlemen because it is exclusionary. Is that what I mean? God, you can tell the wine's flowing already. Uh, And that is our British army. Uh, Friends and enemies, that is our British army. (laughs) (laughs) So, diving back into Rebecca. Um, So, yeah, and... Oh, it just makes him irritates me. So yeah, like he's made this annoying comment about her clothes, and obviously made her feel more self conscious because you know he's kind of mentioned that like your clothes aren't really fitting, although he hasn't directly said that. But yeah. you know, it's in but the he kind of has. Well, he kind of has, yeah. And she sort of like, and she says like, I don't really mind what I wear as long as you don't mind. And he's yeah. sort of like. Well, most women think of nothing but clothes. Well, <sighs> maybe, Maxim. That's because the only ounce of freedom and self-expression stupid, misogynic pricks mm. like you allow them. Literally. Like, oh my God, we said this um, in... Ah, oh, I think it was a book you read, not me. I can't remember. It was an Austin book. Mm. No, I think it was me. I think it was Persuasion. Yeah. So they had these... um sisters of someone in it and they were like oh they're silly girls they've gone away and they're just like preoccupied with the latest fashion you're like the only thing i'm allowed control over in my life is the fashion and the way i well you know if i choose to conform to the norms but my expression within those very rigid norms is how i choose to dress myself forgive me for taking a fucking interest but it's also like we were talking about this in the the live we did a little while ago it's Mm. this idea of like you know like men talk about football oh yeah okay well, girls mm. talk about fashion. Oh my god, that's so frivolous! Oh my god, you're yeah. such silly girly girls. And it's like, silly, why? Silly why is that silly and girly? You yep. like it when I wear nice dresses. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, you're screaming and crying and throwing a massive tantrum and protest down the street because of an inflated piece of rubber. Uh, we also were going to bring this up this week, but obviously the Sarah Everard like maybe feel tragedies like a strong enough word but yeah literally catastrophe policemen like calmly oh. and well managing football crowds literally football games and keeping them in line and making sure it doesn't get and out marching of along with them marching along with them trying to maintain social distancing and whatever but for a fucking vigil for someone that's been murdered by the police you start fucking kettling them and abusing them so like, that just if you don't understand that there's still sexism within our country and you can't see a group of football lads being given so much respect and so much leniency when there is no reason for them to be there other than oh, football and people mourning the death of women that are being slaughtered in the streets and we're given no Literally. fucking rights you're fucking blind you're so you're blind katie <laughs> you're blind you're blind mm. Or you're choose so it's either you're ridiculously blind with your privilege, or mm. you're aware of the privilege and you're choosing to still oppress us. So which one of these two camps yeah. do you want to fucking be in? Exactly, blind or oppressing. 
No, I was going to say oppressed. I was like, wait, no, I'm oppressed. <laughs> oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. But yeah, the whole Sarah Everard thing. Like, I know we always say nothing's changed, but sometimes I hope to be proved wrong. And, I know, like, yeah, because yeah, like hearing that statistic, ninety-seven percent of women. Like, it's it's tragic that it's not surprising. Yeah, it's then it's sort of like. Because, you know, I'm always quite comfortable. I comfort myself quite a lot when you, you know, because, like, as a woman, you walk down the street, you do see a man walking near you, and your instant thought is, like, is he going to attack me? Yeah. And, you know, then he walks by and he doesn't. You're like, oh, mm. I'm probably just being paranoid. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. But those statistics, it's like, no, I'm mm. so founded in those fears. And he might not be. Because it, it, it's it's so many men. Yeah, like, literally. I like, I... I'm scared of you. <laughs> And I think also I'd like to say you always make a really good point of when mm. people are like, she did everything right. And like when you say she did everything right, all you're saying is, oh, it's okay to happen to another girl. You just have to yeah, be quicker like than the, the other girl, more covered the, up than the other girl. Literally, like this whole thing of, of like, like it doesn't it doesn't matter like that she was walking home, like well, like, you know, with her skin covered on the phone oh. to her partner at nine o'clock in the evening. Like, it doesn't matter if she did everything right or everything wrong. She still had the right to get home. Like, she had the right to fucking live. Everyone has the right to fucking live. Literally, like, like she could have walked home stark as naked, running through yeah. the streets saying, like, I've got my titties out. And <laughs> she still had every right to get home in one piece unharmed. Like, whatever, however you get home, you have the right to get there. <laughs> Literally. Oh, pisses me off it's like you know oh she had even like you know she had a few drinks what'd she expect a hangover she expected Lit- a hangover literally like a hangover is all she expected but the thing is mm. it's probably not all she expected she probably was terrified that something was going to happen to yeah. her because that's the world we fucking live in like it like i saw a post about this a little while ago and it's like you can tell our country's fucking run by men they've mm. um put us into lockdown over winter and said like oh make sure you still go out and get your exercise yeah Whereas knowing full well it's dark by three o'clock and i can't go out at night because i'm a woman literally it's so fucking stupid and it's the same as well like they did this a while ago i can't i don't know what happened but there'd been like a couple of attacks like up in london against women as they fucking always are but the yeah. police had like issued a thing like like not like an actual curfew but basically saying to women like don't mm. go out like past stay 10 in. women if you don't want to be attacked stay in not yeah. men could you fucking wind it in literally it's like and it's just so fucking victim blaming like look if you think tonight you're gonna have a couple of drinks and you might wander out and rape someone mm. don't don't just don't do don't. it because i will find you and i will kill you i do not like, care i feel like we need like a vigilante group going around cutting dicks off i do i mean look i don't agree with mutilation mutilation obviously or the death penalty but i do think that a penis is a nice thing to have and if you're (laughs) disrespectful and you go around raping people you don't get to have that nice thing anymore you don't get to have it or even like you know just um what is it in the in-betweeners i've been researching chemical castration all morning (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm taking your balls like, look, like, or like, at least giving them... Like, I'm even I mean, sorry! Why am I saying sorry? Oh, I'm so fucking conditioned into me! Literally, it's just like, look, you had a nice thing going, you abused your power, so we're going to take the nice thing away. Give us your dick. Yeah. G- give me your dick. Lit. I'm just pff, so fucking done with it. In a part of me, I used to work in quite a lot of office environments and, you know, literally be like the only one speaking out against like misogynistic mm. behaviour and that kind of thing. And part of me is glad I'm not in that place anymore. But at least now, like, there's so much, like, more people on a wider level, like, behind you. Like, yeah. I'd be like, 
I'm taking no fucking prisoners. And there'd be times where I'd be like, all right, I've said my piece. I've back down now. But I'm like, squirt off fucking go. Give me a L- dick. Give me a dick. I'm coming at you with the kitchen scissors. <laughs> like, I'm just like, again, it's all these microaggressions. And then they go unchecked. And then they end up with a policeman kidnapping and murdering someone. Literally, like, it's just like, I just, and then like, you know, people try and like throw it back in your face by being like, oh, you can't take a joke. And it's like, no. <sighs> I don't find you making threatening jokes I don't find funny. 97% of women being sexually assaulted funny, actually. Yeah. It's like, and your microaggressions not... are leading into that culture and normalising exactly. it. This is the thing, like, and so I was talking, I, so I read this article a while ago and it's just so fucking true because, you know, like, the fact that people's first reaction on seeing that statistic is that they're like, oh, it's obviously fake. Oh, I think they're making it up. <sighs> men, men, men. Oh, it's fucking talk to the women it's you know. It's not all men, literally. And it's like, it's because people still have this idea that rape and sexual assault is this like scary, monstrous mm. man hiding in the shadows, jumping out at a woman and like threatening her. And obviously mm. that happens. But most rapes and attacks are from people you fucking know. And so, yeah. you know, to all these guys being like, I would never attack a woman. Did you get mm. slit? Did you give that girl extra alcohol at the party though to try and make her drunker? Did yeah. you deliberately try to find the drunkest girl at the party? Did you make sexist jokes behind someone's back? Did you grab someone's ass in the club because she had a nice bum yeah. and you felt entitled to it? Did you do these things? Well, guess what, mate? You're fucking one of them, then. Yeah, literally, we're watching. Um, I'm a very uh, intelligent person. I only I consume the finest media. We're watching Below Deck, uh, <laughs> which is like a reality show of people that work on like luxury yachts. Yeah. And there's this girl in it who's got a boyfriend. And she said, I really love my boyfriend, but obviously yachting's hard. You know, it's long distance and everything. And there's this guy that's just sniffing around her. Like he's like putting on the... And she's friendly to him. Friendly is not flirting. Friendly does not give you any excuses. Literally. And he's literally there all the time. Like, you know, the second you know she wants me... I'm there. But like, no, now she can never fucking relax. She can never have a drink with you and like, you know, just be like, oh, no, I'm safe. I can have a drink because you are there waiting to swoop in at all times. So she's got to have her guard up. So she's got to have anxiety slightly elevated at all times, which is fucking exhausting when you need. And it's just kind of like, oh, you know, I thought we kind of like, you know, had a bit bit of a spark. You know, even if she was single, if you guys would have gotten together, she said no. You need to make sure she feels safe around you. This is the thing, like, there's like you know because there's another thing with it sort of like we'll just say no and it's like sometimes women can't say no like for one thing like there is so much pressure on women to say yes because it's like if you say Mm -hmm. no you'll break his little cotton eye and also like you know it's nice when a boy likes you don't be left on the shelf do you literally but like so women are conditioned to not say no in the first place first place so that's the thing it's sort of like not hearing no doesn't mean yes yeah, and, but also I think like as well we need to teach guys that hearing no is okay. Like, it's okay, this is another thing fine. that's been really annoying me with the Sarah mm. Everard thing, and I think I saw I think it was Sophie Hagen or someone commented on it as well. But it's literally making my piss fucking boil. Mm. Is um a guy saying please educate us? How can we help? And it's the same thing um with people of color, like fucking do your own homework we've been telling you for years all men and you've been like oh no men and like fuck off like how can we help like like, my emotional labor and people of color's emotional labor because i understand like it applies mm. them on a much wider scale it's fucking over teach yourself that's the thing and like so i was having a conversation with our dad earlier and Mm. and it's just i think it it does just basically come down to semantics because we do ultimately agree but it's this idea it's like 
you have like him being like you have to educate these people and help them and i was like that's not my fucking job to bring up all of my past traumas my job i am not on this earth to be a martyr for fucking feminism and fucking die for the cause like it's sort of like mm. saying, like, you know, like, there should be more protests. And it's like, people are fucking protesting. Yeah. But hey-ho, as a woman, if I go up to London in the dead of night to protest, chances are I'll probably get raped. And do you know what? Mm. I don't really want to deal with that. I don't want to do that. I've got enough issues and trust issues surrounding the treatment of Literally. women in this country. Exactly. So it's sort of like, we, our purpose is not to fucking educate. You guys have to do better. And also, this is like, I haven't seen anyone else say this, but I, a part of me is like, well, now I don't trust the men crossing the street to get away from me. Because what if they're predator- predators trying to make my guard, me relax my guard? <sighs> I hadn't even thought, oh, gross. Because I'm like, because I'm... you're saying this, but there are predators out there who will read this and think she'll relax her guard then. And I'm like, yeah. well, now I'm just even more scared of last year. <laughs> I'm scared of all years now. It's so true. Like, I'm beyond um, making people, like, you know, politeness like I've mm. had it before I think I've said this on here before and I was jogging and I jumped into another field yeah. and the jogger that was sorry he, I was jogging like please I've only just started jogging <laughs> like I was not jogging I was, was walking leisurely <laughs> and anyway um I jumped into a field and a jogger was behind me uh to get like the thing was like if he came into the field after me it was obvious like what his intentions were kind of thing yeah. um so yeah he clearly realized i was uncomfortable and then like made like oh just out for a jog it's lovely just to jog and i like, carried on but obviously like to put my i'm not basically saying i'm not a rapist don't worry yeah but i was like i'm so beyond like if I'd like made him like if he got home to like you know his family and was like I think a woman thought I was a rapist if I was a partner I'd be like give a shit <laughs> like, like yes she probably did yes but like she probably did I mean yeah. yes it, it, like I appreciate it. and it was nice of you to like kind of make her feel more comfortable being like just mm. out for a jog like that's sweet I'm glad you did that because that's yeah. cute but like mm. yeah it's this idea sort of like oh so you don't want you don't want people to flirt with you anymore you don't want this and sort of like yeah. Well, actually, no, I don't because y'all gross. But, uh, you know, (laughs) it's this idea sort of like, so you can't tell the difference between sexual assault and flirting. Then you shouldn't be flirting with people. Fuck off. You you shouldn't be in society. We're going to start... Well, I suppose it is a charity for women. It's like we're going to start an organisation of dick cutting off, and you, you can volunteer yourself to come. Literally, like, you know, if you see a pretty girl at the bar, like, you know... We've mm. all, you know, I like you've had it where guys come up to you and they've been like, "Oh, hey, do you do you want to drink or anything?" And you know, you say no, and they and they respect it, and they're like, "Fair yeah. enough," and they move away. We're not saying mm. you can't do that. You mm-hmm. can do that. That's fine. I have had guys. I've had male interest. <laughs> I'm, like, no. I, I'm, I'm thirty, and also I'm thirty because of lockdown because I'm thirty. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> She's old. <laughs> but you know, I've had guys come up to me before and be like oh, hi, I was just wondering, you know, you look very nice if you'd like to dance, if I could get you a drink. And I've been like, oh, I'm really sorry. Like, either not not interested, because I, I find it problematic saying I have a boyfriend because it's like yeah. you'll be, you're being owned by someone else. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes if they're really fit, I do say I've got a boyfriend, that's it. Like, don't feel bad. <laughs> and, um, um, but yeah, I'm like, sorry, no. And they're like, that's absolutely fine. Have a wonderful night. Goodbye. And I'm like, yeah. just so you know, you ha- I do often say you handle that really, like, nicely. Like, yeah, goodbye. Exactly. Like that's the thing. It's like you can ask people to dance. You can you can still if they don't have headphones in because headphones is a sign to leave them alone. That is the universal sign. So that goes for fucking everybody. That goes for everyone. Look, I'm not being funny, but if I'm walking my dog and my dog says hello to your dog and I have my headphones in, that's not an invite for you to say hello to me. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I get you're lonely in lockdown, Karen, but I do not care. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally. <laughs> I'm not here to chat. Literally. Oh my god. But yeah, so like you can still uh, the fact we're having to explain this, like you can still flirt with people, just understand boundaries. <laughs> and this is the thing, because like it's so like you see it so often in like the media, in like the way boys are taught, like boys have to be the ones to make the first moves. You don't have to do that. Yeah, the girls can make yeah. the first move as well. But mm. with that generalization there's this idea that you know like there's so much pressure on like what if she says no what if she says no if she says no you go home and eat a pot of ben and jerry's and you feel a bit sad and then you get the fuck on with your life and that's (laughs) it and then there's sort of like no then i try again i try again and i whittle her down to saying yes it's like (sighs) wear her down yeah Yeah, well well, no because if you do that i'm going to remove your front teeth with teeth with my fist and again it's this whole thing of like I'm sorry, but as men have proven themselves to be fucking predators, if you are not a predator, it is your number one concern to make sure women feel comfortable around you. And if you're there trying to whittle someone down and be like, you know, 10 no's and a yes is a yes, we are not going to feel fucking comfortable around you and I'm going to say you're a predator. Like, Like, that's the thing, like, then you're not an ally. Like, being silent and standing by, you're not an ally, you're not helping, and you're included in the all men. Yeah, you are. Because, yeah, then it's all men are complicit exactly like oh it's so frustrating but i also feel like you know obviously if you do get rejected it hurts no one's going to deny you that it is sad but like there needs to be this like more teaching around hearing no is okay and you will be fine because i think a lot of guys kind of like they're taught that you know they have to get a yes otherwise their lives will die and also men are taught they can't express emotions because fucking toxic masculinity if you hear no eat some ben and jerry's and you'll be fine sweetheart also pursue her anymore Getting rejected is kind of funny. It's like, swing and a miss, off I go. Don't worry, stuff. <laughs> Literally. Like, it's like, yes, it can be sad, but like, ultimately, it, well, if they don't want to be with you, then obviously they're not the one, are they, sunshine? <laughs> it's kind of a two-way street. It's exactly. a little bit awkward and when you're like, let me, you know, lube up the handcuffs or they're getting a little bit tight. <laughs> like, it's just... It's, if it's a no from her, it's, it's going to be a no from you too, really. Like, really? Like, well, yeah. if you're not into it, I guess I'm not into it then. All right, see you around then, puppet. Bit of a boner killer, truth be yeah. told. That's the thing, isn't it? It's sort of like this idea of being like, well, if you're not in the mood, then I'm not in the mood. Because, like, you, if that's just not so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you're finding it sexy, oh my God, you've got bigger problems. Yeah, it's like, oh, it turns me on when you're not in the mood. Um. <laughs> um, I think today, guys, this episode, in terms of like plot progression, might be more a discussion on why our world is fucked. <laughs> but yeah. we'll try and, sorry, get back into it now and try and we'll get a bit further in. in the plot for you. We haven't got even through the first paragraph yet. We're like half an hour in. I know, yeah. but it's been it's been a uh, strong couple it's, of weeks for women. It has <laughs> been an interesting week for women, yes. Mm. So um, they they arrive at, Man- at the Manderley Gates and... It takes, like, two pages to fucking get up the drive. <laughs> oh, my God! I mean, she does say it's a long drive. Oh, like, oh, I do feel... Oh, like, did it take you six months to get up there? <laughs> Literally, it's a really long fucking drive. <laughs> we can't even see the house yet. Ooh! That's when you know someone's loaded. Yeah. I mean, how... I'd say that's when you know I've never gone to someone's house and, like, you know, their personal drive has been, like, that long. But it's what I imagine. 
Well, like, when I first saw a thing and I was like, when your postcode doesn't isn't like including both parts of your house, like, like <laughs> when, you have to, when you have to have two postcodes because your house is so big, like I've never even hell. heard of that. Like, I've had the opposite. Like our parents live in Devon. When you're like, the postcode covers like almost this side of the county. Useful, helpful, thanks. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it's sort of like oh, it's in that kind of general zone. The weird thing was, sorry, so many tangents, guys. Um, but when we went to find our parents' new house, she literally, my mum literally told us the name of the village. And I was like, might need a bit more than that, mum. And she went, you'll find it. And we did, because there's not many houses there. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's funny. When you say the name of the village, you actually just find it. Like, damn, I really wasn't expecting this to work, but here we are. Here we are, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, that was exciting. Um, but yeah, and like I, I do feel for DW. She's going through a lot because she also get a grip. Because listen to this. Mm. So they're driving up the drive, and we were amongst the blood red rhododendrons. There was something of the will, of uh, something bewildering, even shocking about the suddenness of their discovery. They startled me with their with their crimson faces, um, and the incredible profusion show of no wait. And the slaughterous red luscious, luscious and fantastic, unlike any rhododendron plant I'd ever seen. It's like, sorry, you got scared of a fucking flower. I'm just imagining her driving down, being like, oh my! And Maxim being like, you've not seen red flowers before. Well, he literally turns to her because he sees her kind of like, and just like misreads it. But he literally sees her looking at them like, and he's like, <laughs> he's like do you like them, eh? And she's like, oh yes, they're lovely. You guys, one, you need to get used to seeing flowers because my God, your anxiety, babe, you can't live with that. You can't two, get scared. You cannot be scared of flowers, honey. And two, Maxim, get better, get better at fucking reading facial expressions. Like, Do you dear. like them? They're pretty good. Like, oh yes, dear, they're lovely. We got a pretty good gardening team here, I'll be honest. Just like... I was just like, at that point, I was like, I've got a feeling for up to this point. She was like, their red faces startled and bewildered me. Like, okay, honey, you do have to get a grip, though. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> They're so red. I'm so confused. I'd never seen rhododendrons like them before. Like, like okay. Well, I think kind of the idea is, you know, they become, like, you know, bright colours, like, you know, attract the bees, pollination. It's yeah. nothing to worry about, babe. <laughs> it's all right. Like... It's still quite away from the house. You still got another fucking eight pages to go. You got to meet Danvers yet, babe? <laughs> yeah. Just like when like pulls up, like, hang on a second. Are you scared of the flowers? A little. Okay. I don't think you're ready for this. <laughs> I don't think you're ready for this house. Let's turn around and go back to Europe. <laughs> okay. Like, look. If you can't handle the flowers, there's gonna be. A, there's a lot more to unpack. It's like one of those things as well. Like when. Oh. Oh. My anklet just broke. There's beads everywhere. Oh, oh that's sad. I got that in Bali. Anyway. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you can restring it. Yeah, well, it's, it's a hell of a mess, Katie. <laughs> it's a hell of a situation. Anyway, I was going to say, it's like when someone loses their shit over like a little thing. Like, I told you to steam the broccoli, not boil it. <laughs> it's not about the broccoli, is it, sweetie? <laughs> yeah, it's like... Like if you're being if you're scared of the flowers, yeah. Are you are you are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? Was this marriage a bit rushed? Would you like whatever I said last week a double entendre wedding, whatever the fuck he called it? Yeah, like, I was like, like just uh, are you okay though? No, 
Are you okay? Are you okay, Joe? Are you okay? Because I'm, okay? I'm getting some uh, signs that you you ain't okay. <laughs> it's like, I love the image of like, yeah, her just pulling up and I'm going past the flowers and her face like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then just Max and they're like, like a May. Oh, yes, they're lovely. They're really nice. They're the brightest I've seen. <laughs> they're scary. Like, babe. Okay, come on now. Come on. I imagine even if you were to say that to your therapist, there would be a little bit of judgment. <laughs> you were scared you were... of the flowers. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what did the flowers represent to you? They were just really bright. Uh, we're we're, we're going to up the beta blockers, Miss uh, De Winter, Mrs. De Winter. Did, we're did something happen to you? Did, did flowers kill your mum down a dark alleyway? <laughs> like, it's Do you at least like... have hay fever? Not really. <laughs> So, you, so you're just scared of red flowers? A bit, but I quite like roses. I think it was the fact I'd never seen rhododendrons like that. So you're scared of new things? No, I travel quite a lot. That's fine. <laughs> Have you had much wine? <laughs> Marsha's coping mechanism. Yeah, I was like, I think you need a nap. <laughs> You need to wind down. <laughs> so like, anyway, she's screaming uh, at rhododendron. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so yeah, they pull up to the house and like everyone in their fucking mum in the staffing quarters is outside ready to greet them. Yeah. Um. And so she gets out, meets the butler. His name's Frith. Frith. Okay. Frith. Love it. I, I know. It's just like it's such a good butler name. Yeah. Frith. Frith. Yeah, and okay. he's like very prim and proper, very informal but nice. Um, oh, is it one of those? Okay, this is gonna sound really snobby. We read on classical, like we read classical books, and sometimes we get caught up in the times and the norms that are prevalent back then. Is it one of those things when the servants are posher than her and it's built? Oh, one hundred percent. Frith yeah. is way posher than her. She's yeah. like on the level of like the scullery maids. Mm. Mm. Again, obviously that's fucked, but you know, within the context, guys, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Because obviously there's a lot of waiting on, like, breeding and stuff like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. clearly, like, in these contexts, she doesn't have the breeding and all of that. Um, <laughs> right. She's not a prized doggy, okay? <laughs> and so she comes into the house and is having a look around and she says, I can see the great stone hall, the wide doors open to the library, the Peter Lellies and the Van Dykes on the walls, the staircase leading to the minstrels gallery. I'm not sure what that means. I have two questions. I don't know who Peter Velli is. Lely, Lelis, oh, not sure Lely, and Van Dyke's after her time. <laughs> it's not Dick Van Dyke. I, I think they're painters. I assume. Oh right, because oh, right. yeah, it's the um the. I thought Peter it was just like Lely's. a print of Mary Poppins. Oh, or they might they might be books actually because it's um the library with the Peter Lellies and the Van Dykes on the walls. So it's either like sense. paintings or books, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> then it says like the staircase leading up to the minstrels gallery. I don't <gasps> know what that means. It's, it's it's so this is set in the 30s, which is also before minstrels, I think. So I'm not sure about that. Um but also a minstrel gallery when you have a whole gallery that's dedicated to racism. <laughs> But it's also not because they talk about the other pictures in there and then they're not that. So I don't know. Maybe minstrel's just like a term for like entertainment. I don't. Anyway, so yeah, yeah, I don't know what that means, but that's in there. Um, And the range to. I don't know what I was trying to say. Again, no dictate dictate goes on. 
Katie well, this... interpreting the book and then interpreting her notes is quite sad. <laughs> I stopped using the um, dictate thing after this because it just made a fucking pile of it. Um, <laughs> but I'll read, I'll read out what I've written, see if it has any meaning. Yeah, you guys help us. And the range to one pint in the pool, overflowing to the stone passages beyond, beyond and to the dining room, a sea of faces, open mouths and curious, gazing at me as though they were watching the crowd about, as though they were the watching crowd oh. about the block and I the victim with my hands behind my back. So, honey, it doesn't sound like you're into this relationship. It really doesn't. Like, honey, if you're feeling like attacked just because the staff are looking at you. Yeah. I, no. I sometimes, I mean, I, I, I get this is early days and it's stressful situations, but just generally in life, I'm like, you should ascertain how what percentage of your life you feel happy. And, you know, yeah. take things into consideration, like, you know, work, you know, having to pay bills because, like, lol joke, you don't just, you know, the royal family that gets everything fucking given to you, whatever. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. Take that into consideration. But, you know, I'm, I think if you're, like, and, and difficult periods in your life, but I think if you're beneath, like, 60%, you know, you need to change some shit. Yeah, I mean, I will give it to her that it's the first day, so maybe the first day you're going to feel a bit... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. It's a, there is a lot of adjustment to go on, so yeah, maybe stick mm. it out for a bit. You do love Maxim, even though it's definitely mm-hmm. grooming because he's like twice your age. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we have to caveat it like for the times of the book and stuff. Like, I guess it was kind of normal, fine, but now you'd be like, I'm taking you with me. But I want to... Shush! Shush your lips. It's like, and that's for you, Maxim. Me. I know what you're like, you dirty boy. You stay the fuck away from it. Just, just, I saw something the other day and I was like, why is social media like listening to our conversations and making the perfect memes? <laughs> I mean, yes, that's definitely happening. But I don't even yeah. know what film this is from. But um, it's this, um, it's the actress that's in um, There's Something About Kevin and the Beach. But it's like oh, yeah. saying, um, she's like hissing in it. Like a, and it's like, why is this me after lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's literally all I do now when I hear about horror people. Like, <laughs> I, I do like to hiss at people and I do hate people. I'm like, why Why have you been listening to our conversation? Sometimes they just get it bang on, don't they? <laughs> that algorithm, guys. That algorithm's real something. That's it's real something. Every now and then it fucks up, though. Like, so I follow a, like, a hashtag for Halloween because I like spoopy pictures at the yeah. Halloween time. And it tends to go a bit dead around this time of year anyway. But, mm. but it showed a clip from a horror film of someone being murdered and I didn't Ooh. like it. No, I feel... Uh, the other day we watched a documentary and, you know, I kind of feel documentaries... Okay, as I say this, I don't know why I feel this, but I feel documentary shouldn't be that graphic. And anyway, we saw a real person explode in it, and I was not prepared. And admittedly, they were counting down on the bomb and everything, but I just didn't believe the bomb was a thing. It's called Evil Genius, guys. It's on Netflix. I am warning you, someone explodes in it. And we did all admit that we were chatting at the beginning, and maybe we were warned, but (laughs) still. Yeah, it's it's dark. We don't like it. We like to be forewarned. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, something exciting is about to happen. Ooh! She sees someone in the crowd coming forward. Someone mm. advanced from the sea of faces. Someone tall and gaunt, dressed in deep black, with prominent cheekbones and great hollow eyes. <laughs> gave, and her great hollow eyes gave her a skull's face, parchment white, set on a skeleton's frame. I hate it. Isn't it? I'm just like, sorry, you're far too scary. I'm like, Maxim, first things first. Sorry, because it is purely off based off the way that you look, which isn't great. Fire this bitch. <laughs> That's Mrs. Danvers. 
I hate her. I hate her, and um, it's a no from me. Why is she literally the woman in black? Because she's terrifying. I'd literally just probably start weeping. She's crying. Like, she's screaming like, at flowers. If you see a fucking haunting skeleton in a dress floating towards you, you'd cry. I'd cry. I'd cry. I mean, she yeah. she almost does. She's there, like, and then mm-hmm. sorry, isn't she told like this is kind of like this is your person, this is your handmaid? No, she's not her handmaid. She's like the um the house. Oh, she's the housekeeper, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. Um, still kind of like your. your I can't think what the term is. Your person in command? Is that a thing? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm sure you two will get on like a house and fire. And she kind of gets like this vibe that Mrs. Danvers is kind of judging her, eyeing her up. And she, Sorry, like... anyone that knows the book, are you dying in what Katie just said? I'm not going to flag it, but yeah, carry on. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is um, Danvers is kind of like judging her a bit, like looking down on her and makes her feel a bit uncomfortable. Um, mm. But yeah, she's just sort of like, welcome to Manderley. Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> you think you can handle it? <laughs> you think you can handle me? <laughs> and it was then that we noticed that Mrs. Oh, Miss Danvers. There's Mrs. Oh, it is Mrs. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, Mrs. Danvers was Regina George. <laughs> I I mean. From Mean okay, Girls. In we're case. not going to get to it until the end, but my God, has she got some lines. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mrs. Danvers is evil, but I kind of love her just because she's great. Um, oh, we love evil characters. They've got a bit of substance. I know. I mean, she is insane. Like, yeah. very, very insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, she is terrifying. Anyway, um, it's at this point, it's very important. This doesn't progress mm. the story that much, but there's some doggos. Oh, it's doggos. That's good. Do we know what breed? Uh, yeah, they're Cocker Spaniels. And Amazing! So I know, we don't get to know much about the old lady one because she just kind of flops around, does her own thing because she's an old lady. But we know her puppy Jasper, and Jasper is a great dog. Oh, he's a good boy! He is, and it keeps referring back to this, and it's like, I kissed his silken head or I stroked his silken ears, and I was like, I bet they were so silky. Why is silken the best term to describe animals because they are silken they are and I, every time i'm just like yeah you kiss that little silken head what a baby. kiss them the other day katie bought her dog um on a run and i'm allowed to touch the dog right i disinfect afterwards i'm sorry if that's wrong but anyway i was smacking the dog's ear into my head the dog likes it i like it and then some people walked by and i was like you just get a fucking grip <laughs> I know. So whenever I walk my dog, I frequently have to stop and give her a hug and just be like, "You are so cute, and I love you so much." Mm. I never see other people doing it on walks. No. I'm like, do you never just have to stop and be like, "I would die for you," literally? Like, yeah, tell us because we're a little bit concerned. Oh my god, sorry. Why? I'm just gonna call this episode tangents. Um, yeah. I read this thing ages ago, and it said something along the lines of like, sixty percent of people admit to talking to their pets, and I was like. What the fuck, fuck is wrong these... with the 40% of freaks? <laughs> I was like, even if it's just like, sit, like, dinner's ready. That's talking to them. Like, what do you mean? You don't say anything to them. You sit in... What? That's awkward. It's a bit <laughs> awkward. Just, <laughs> you just sit in awkward silence with your dogs. You're freaky. Or any animal. Like, what do you mean? I you don't... don't talk to them. I talk also... to my fucking... Just to clarify, I'm vegetarian, so there's no animals in my dinner. I yeah. talk to my ingredients while I'm cooking them. L- literally, like, what? And, and then I kind of think, like, okay, maybe some of the 40% was lying because they were ashamed. But why would you be ashamed of talking to your pets? Like, that's normal. Like, 
I can understand why people might be ashamed of talking to themselves, even though we all totally do. Yeah. Like, um, get in arguments with yourself in the shower, and then they sit there and say this. <laughs> I love doing that, and then, like, someone, like, because I'll do it when I'm out on a walk, and I'll be having, like, a fake argument with someone, and someone looks at your face, and you're like, don't you judge me. Do you ever have it when you've been having, like, very loud thoughts, and you've been walking along for a while, yeah. and you suddenly, like, you know, kind of come into the moment, like, I must be talking to myself. <laughs> And pulling all of the facial expressions to go along with it. Probably. Oh my god, I have this thing where I repeat, um, like, interactions and say, like, uh, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, but I'll be walking along and go, hiya, to someone, and they go, hiya, and then as I go past, I go, like, hiya. <laughs> You're really cool. If someone was to film it and just see, like, the echoes of the interaction, and be like, hiya. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you... Why? <laughs> Guys, I have, I'm not going to go into it, but quite a stressful life. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes there are repercussions. <laughs> and the repercussions manifest at having to repeat your conversations with strangers? If you have a nice interaction, sometimes it's nice to relive it. <laughs> I just like to relive the joyful moments. <laughs> make, you know, make the most and taste of like sweet instead of bitter. Delicious. <laughs> To be fair, it is nice to have nice moments. I'll give you that. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So they go off and they have tea. And mm-hmm. they talk about like their teas, their lunches. I don't really care for the lunches and the dinners because they're always very meaty. But the breakfasts and the teas in this book, man. <sighs> Did you put on like, you know, five, I, I don't know how much five pounds is a stone I did like, just reading it. eating yeah because like and I'll be like I remember the lunch I remember the afternoon tea at Mandalay so many little cakes and little crumpets filled with jam and butter and tea on the side and then we'd have cream cakes followed with scones and jam and you're just like well thanks for the I'm fucking hungry yeah bitch this reminds me though of like Instagram dickheads who were like and then I ate all of this and I ate all of this and I ate all of this and I'm like and I'm a safe too and I'm like, okay, one, either you're just like, you're not the fucking norm and you've got the most ridiculous metabolism. Two, you're bulimic. Three, you're a fucking liar. And that's the most realistic one. And also, no. it just pisses me off as well with that because it'll be like someone, I'm like, okay, but did you just put all that in the bin? Because if you did, yeah. you suck. Because it'll be like, yeah. oh, like the my, uh, the Instagram pictures you see, it's like massive platters. And Stupid. I'm a foodie. Like, and I'm yeah. like, I couldn't eat all that. Like, I've never gotten behind freak shakes. They look disgusting. Do you know what I mean by that? Freak is that where it's like they put like cake and just fucking everything in it? Like fucking donuts and like ridiculous shit. And like, I mean, we don't do meat, but like, you know, bacon on top of like milkshakes and stuff. So that you have your ridiculously like filling milkshake and then a full fucking other meal on top of it. And I'm like, it looks disgusting. Yeah. As well as logistically difficult to eat because most of it's balanced on a straw. Like, yeah. who came you up do... with that? I'm going to have a drink and then balance food on a straw. Cause... You do see that though, don't you? Like, just like the ridiculous things. Like, it's because, like, I like unicorns because I'm really cool. Mm. Um, mm. But you see a lot like unicorn style food, and it'll be like 17 pancakes, a load of like sauce and like sugary syrup yeah. a load of donuts and then brownies yeah. on top and then oreos and then like hundreds and thousands sprinkles jelly babies jelly beans yeah and it will just and then they'll be like and then and serve it to you and you're like what the fuck am i meant to do with that diabetes yeah literally like 
I and yeah, it's for like the fucking Instagram shot, isn't it? And then yeah. it gets pinned. You're like, there's so many things wrong with our culture. Literally, it's so fucked. Anyway, anyway, I haven't even got through a page of notes. Um. So yeah, they go and have dinner, and basically, I'm sad that afternoon tea has kind of fallen out of our culture. Yeah, because it sounds me too, me too. Great. Um. So yeah, they after food, Mrs. Danvers invites DW to come and see her, the her rooms in the East Wing, and so she goes with. Sorry, Danny. but doesn't that sound like a fucking come on? Like you want to come and see a room? Well, she is fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so she takes her up and everything and yeah she's just sort of like not really talking to her so it's kind of making dw kind of like it's very nice here isn't it yes filling the gaps yeah i hate it when people don't talk sorry we also Uh, hate it when people appreciate social norms say something (laughs) literally like either there's two types like i hate like don't talk too much because leave me alone like don't yeah. come at me with your conversation let me be but you know yeah. there's a situation where talking is encouraged when you have to be in each other's company yeah fucking chit chat even if it's about the weather like i vomit a speech at those points because i'm like yeah so like we've got to say something Mm-hmm. And I'm sure sometimes they're like, oh, can this bitch shut up? Because she's like just propelling like nonsense at me. I'm like, it's awkward just to walk in silence. Yeah, like that's worse. Oh my God. Can you imagine if you're in that situation and then someone was like, I prefer just to walk in silence. How fucking awkward that would be. <laughs> See, this is why I'm not prepared to go back to like the world. And we've all been taught about like, you know, being authentic and um our most like, you know, realistic selves and everything. Um but um realistic? Mm. Authentic. authentic yeah um i feel i had to put another like you know describing where adjective in there and it was wrong guys i'm sorry <laughs> so you know but we've all had like you know this drilled into us after lockdown people just like i'm tired of talking to you i'm leaving now i mean part of me as i've said it is like wonderful <laughs> fantastic me too yeah <laughs> but at the same time it is that that will leave a sour taste won't it yeah oh anyway. it's terrible um, so she goes up to their rooms and yeah, it's all very awkward. Basically, Mrs. D is judging her, um, judging the quality of the rooms being in this wing, being like, oh, they're not as good as the other wing. And there's no view of the sea. There is in the other wing. The other wing's great. And so um, DW is basically like trying to make conversation like, it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long have you been at Mandalay? And Danny's like kind of been like very like almost like dull, droney at this point. And then she kind of lights up at this point being like, I came here when the first Mrs. De Winter was a bride. It's like, oh, all right. Cool, cool. cool. Oh, it's when also she does the timeline as per what was going on with the first Mrs. De Winter. Yeah. Like, was that 1925? <laughs> Literally, like... I don't know when that was. Some. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mrs. D. Danvers keeps like making remarks like, of course, Mrs. De Winter would have things like this. And she always did things like that. Um, which, yeah, makes Mrs. D.W. feel judged and compared. And now yeah. So Danny's a sly bitch, in short. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows she's belittling her. Yeah. Like... If, if anyone has seen the film with um, What's Her Face... The Netflix one. Oh my god, what's her name? Oh, Lil- is she called Lily James? Yeah, the lady. Yeah. 
can't remember what the lady's name is. She's a famous actress who plays Mrs. Danvers in that. She's so good because she gets the perfect yeah. level of like, I'm being a condescending bitch. But if you repeat mm. this conversa- conversation to anyone else, they'll just say I'm being helpful. Yeah, it will sound normal. I mean, she ain't stupid. She ain't <laughs> like, stupid. But no oh flies on Danvers. Literally watching her performance, you're just like, oh my God, you're such a cunt. But wow, you're so good. Because yeah, it's like if you were to repeat that to anyone, they'd be like, what are you talking about? She was just helping you. You're mean. And you're like, no, I'm not. She's evil. She's a fucking evil bitch. Oh, I mean, I don't think I'd ever be intelligent enough to do that. And you know, no, that's I... probably a good thing. You probably shouldn't want to do that. But I mean, yeah. credit where credit's due. Credit, yeah, she... She is a conniving lady, yeah. So yeah. later that evening, DW confides in Maxim that she thinks Mrs. Danvers doesn't like her. And I just find Maxim funny sometimes. Don't mind her. She's an extraordinary character in many ways and possibly not very easy for another woman to get off with. Judgy. Um, you get must off worry. with. Get on with. Uh, <laughs> Freudian slip. Right. I do, she takes a bit of warming up, love. <laughs> she's, just, she's just a bit old you know um, you mustn't worry about it if she makes her, herself a nuisance we'll get rid of her just sort of like the casual like fucking savage bro she's looked after you for years looked after you for years and also like Mandalay is her life and everything she's like alright fuck off <laughs> but also I do kind of appreciate the, the like commitment to his new wife where he's like yeah. If you if she makes you unhappy, I will get rid of her for you. Sort of like she's so only like, a servant. Give a shit. <laughs> give a shit. Um, but yeah, it's also like, why do you think women can't get on with each other? Have you seen men having fights? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, so next morning, DW is like flurrying around, like trying to get used to having breakfast promptly at nine a.m. Um, and again, it's like a full English spread. Like it's like you know when you go to a good a good hotel and there is like. Oh, yeah. The buffet yeah. breakfast. It's like that every morning. Katie, people are saying that won't be a thing after COVID. <gasps> I know. But there's like a movement of people who are like, we'll make it a thing. We'll have all the buffets and we'll have them like secretly in the back like alleys of the city. Food is my crack. Fucking love eating. And I fucking love a buffet. <laughs> I love a buffet. Anyway, so... <laughs> she's having her breakfast and Maxim is like, oh, sorry, I've got to run off um, and do some, <clears throat> like, uh, running Mandalay, which is his full-time job. Like, like it's even... an events <clears throat> venue. That's really what it is. Yeah. It is. But also it's not at the moment. Like, the public... Also, to... he's been away for ages and they've managed just fine. Just putting that in there. Yeah. But maybe that's the thing. He's like, now that I'm back, there's a lot of things to do, I suppose. Like, maybe there's a lot of things that he has Let's to do. Let's not sign. justify him. Let's be mean to him. It's better. Yeah, <laughs> it is better. But I am just sort of like, because this is the other thing, you know, because obviously she's then like kind of left on her own and she is a bit like, what the fuck am I meant to do? Like, yeah. Sorry, you can't bring someone back into your life and then just leave them high and dry. It's Literally. rude. It is rude. He does say he's like, "Oh, I'm really sorry about this." Sorry, my um, my sister's invited herself around with her husband for lunch this afternoon, so I would have waited a little, a little while longer, so it wouldn't be like too much for you at once. Like, I yeah. don't. He does appreciate that, and he's like, "But she's invited herself. They'll already be in the car by now because they live a while, a while away." So, oh, because it's all letters and shit, isn't it? Like, we're yeah. coming for lunch. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So it's not really the. I mean, they do have telephones. It is in the 30s, but he's like, yeah. "Oh, well, that's happening now." And also, I suppose it. Would be weird it's like it'd be weird it'd be worse to uninvite them you know like if i uninvite them it's gonna be a thing exactly so i appreciate yeah. that he's like sorry mm. oh, what are you gonna <sighs> do? Yeah. um so yeah he's off to work and she's left on her own and she doesn't really want um 
them to come around because she's like look I'm fucking awkward and everything's terrible this is I was like I haven't quite got the measure of DW yet because if it was me and um, they were like oh they're coming around it's really awkward so, so I'm like yeah, it is really awkward but then other people are like I'm in a new place I want to connect I need to like find new people to meet with da, 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 da. wonderful and I'm like I haven't no. quite got the measure of which she is yet but she's a me brilliant <laughs> yep she's a she doesn't want to meet new people she yeah. hates everyone but also like <clears throat> She's like, it's like, she's just has so little self-confidence. Like she has yeah. fucking nothing. So there are times when you're like, fucking punch the bitch and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> she's just sort of like, no, they're right. I'm terrible. And it's like, no, they're wrong. Like, Everyone's she, terrible. She needs, she needs a good girlfriend. But the, well, mm-hmm. so we're going to, we'll meet um, Beatrix in a minute. Beatrice is, is that person if she, if DW would let her because DW is kind Max of like. sister. Yeah. yeah, but because um, you know, she's kind of in a bit of a downward spiral. She doesn't let people in. So yeah, mm-hmm. but Beatrice is a legend. I'm all <laughs> I love B. Um, so he's off to work, and D, um, Mrs. De Winter kind of like finds her, like she ends up being sort of shepherded into the morning room, which is where you know the first Mrs. De Winter would always respond to all her correspondence in the morning. Off you mm. go in there, and it's like. Again, I'm not fucking Rebecca, so I have a different way of doing things. But yeah. anyway, and um, no one's writing to me. Thank you for pointing it out. <laughs> Thank you for making me remember this. So yeah, she's kind of in there. She's like, "What oh, fuck are my men are doing here?" And she mm. is a bit freaked out by how fancy it is. She <laughs> describes it as being, "This is a woman's room, graceful and fragile." Oh, hey. all right. Don't be so. Keep your internalized misogyny to yourself. I like to think as well. She's like graceful and fragile. She sat in the fragile chair. It shattered beneath her. <laughs> wow. We'll get to that. <laughs> she picked up the pen. It snapped in half. Why can't they make things solid? <laughs> she does say that she's overly aware of how fucking loud her footsteps are clumpeting around like a little elephant. She's like, fuck's sake. <laughs> Why, why, why is everything so echoey? <laughs> Literally, like, why is it so echoey? I sound terrible. <laughs> Put some carpets down. <laughs> I we do need really some relate soft to her. Furnishings to absorb echo. Literally. Um, oh, but then this is just the fucking worst. The, yeah. Reading this, I had to put the book down and I I almost had to put the book in the freezer. <laughs> you need to come in there for a while. Or I fired you. So you know how she startles easily? We've already seen how scared she was of the flowers. Yeah. The phone rings. (laughs) I mean, I'm anxious enough when the phone rings. So she answers the phone and goes, Who is it? What do you want? Who is it? (laughs) Literally. And she hears a voice from the other room. It's not a rhododendron, is it? (laughs) Don't come for me. Yeah. So then she hears like a voice on the other end. She can't re- she can't recognize the voice because it's all crackly and everything. And they're like, "Mrs. De Winter." Oh, terrifying. Because um, yeah. because it's, it's a poor reception, like you know, old phone, yeah. not great reception. Um, Mrs. And they go, De Winter. Mrs. De Winter. And she's like, yeah. "Oh, I- I'm afraid you've made a mistake. Mrs. De Winter has been dead for over a year." No, sweetie pie. You're Mrs. De Winter. <laughs> and it says, "I sat there staring stupidly at the mouthpiece, and it was not until the name was repeated again, the voice incredulous, slightly raised, that I became aware of, with a rush of colour to my face, that I had blundered irretrievably and could not take yeah. back my words. <gasps> it's Mrs. Danvers, madam. I'm speaking to you on the house telephone. <gasps> I love that bit as well, like." No, Mrs. De Winter, that's you, babe. <laughs> she literally does, like, she repeats the name. She's like, Mrs. De Winter, it's Mrs. Danvers. Like, 
I mean, if you didn't want to be bullied by Mrs. Danforth, you should have made herself so much of a fucking target. I know. I don't think to blame, but oh my God, don't be such a fucking target. Also, I'd like to imagine if I was a Mrs. Danforth, it's like, babe, I'm going to be up in five. You're Mrs. De Winter, lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. That was hilarious. (laughs) This is like... Can you see why I had to put the book in the freezer? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so crazy. Oh, wait. Yeah, that me. What do you want? <laughs> this is, what this she is says. why, sorry, we shouldn't have to give up our names. It's confusing and horrific. It is confusing and horrific. So she goes, oh, sorry, Mrs. Danvers, the telephone startled me. I didn't know what I was saying. I didn't realise the call was for me and I never noticed I was talking on the house telephone. Like, right. <laughs> I don't really buy any of that. It's much more reasonable to be like, sorry, Mrs. De Winter is a new name. Weird. Or just to be, or just even being like, sorry, I didn't recognise your voice and didn't realise it was the house telephone, so assumed it was someone else. Obviously, no one knows me here yet, so assumed obviously they were looking for Bex. Ah, uh, okay. Because yeah, like, her original thought is kind of fair enough. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, oh, there was fair. someone with that exact name before, and also I did only meet you yesterday. I don't recognise your voice without a given. Like, mm, I? that's true. Yeah. Generally, yeah. when a phone rings, they're not from the same fucking house. That is true. Like, look, babe, all I'm saying is you need to fucking walk places, all right? <laughs> like, <laughs> look, on the clearly, door. you know where I am. How yeah. big is this fucking house that you can't walk here? <laughs> yeah, bring the dags. Have a great time. It's like, where are you calling from? The next room. You're so fucking lazy. <laughs> Be normal. That's become my catchphrase during lockdown. Be normal. Be normal. Um, but literally, all she fucking wanted was like, what soup do you, what um, sauce do you want with with lunch? Like, I don't know. I just embarrassed myself to the point that I need to go dig a hole and die. Like, This is where we differentiate again. Like, it's about food. All right, fair enough. You know, bring the committee right. in. Let's have some discussions. What What's it going with? And what are the fucking options? <laughs> well, this is what Rebecca was like. But it's like, uh, also, because it's like the class thing again. It's like, well, what sauce would you like with the veal? And obviously she doesn't fucking know what goes with stuff. So she's like, ah. Vegetarian back in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, I have no idea. And yeah. so then she's just sort of like, I suppose what whatever um Mrs. the last Mrs. Winterbull oh. ha- would have had, that would have been fine. She's like, well, I think she would have had a wine sauce. Okay, we'll have that then. Bye. Oh, that, but also that's chipping away at her own self-esteem of like, just do whatever this dead woman would have done. Literally, like. like, And a sense of self, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a weird thing with that where she's like kind of got this idea that she's like, and I don't really understand it, even though I read the book, (laughs) but I just don't really get it. Um, But yeah, so like this, so yeah, like she's kind of thinking that um, Mrs. Danvers won't want to change anything. So she's like, I don't want to tread on Mrs. Danvers' toes or like yeah. change anything because she's got her system and I'm going to leave it to her. That whenever she tells someone that, they're like, oh, I don't think they'd, she'd mind if you changed it. And I'm like, I think mm. she would though. Is that just the kind of thing like servants do what they're told? They don't mind. You're like, they are people. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I don't know. She was pretty close to the first Mrs. De Winter. So... She doesn't know that yet. Oh, sorry guys. Spoiler. Totally was. I mean, you're probably <laughs> gonna find out, like, maybe not this episode, but if not, then the um, next one. But yeah, like, you, even like, you know, if you don't know she was attached, like, she, you know, she's been working with her for a while, she definitely yeah. has a system. Like, it's fine, just change everything. She wouldn't mind. Like, I bet if, you know, she'd ordered the veal for lunch and then, like, you know, an hour before lunch or for half an hour, she's like, oh, 
feels a bit I, I again vegetarian i've no fucking idea it feels yeah. heavy i'm like but feels a bit heavy i just fancy chicken and um, they're like i'll oh, just change it they won't mind they will fucking mind. They will fucking mind. Yeah. But anyway, so just after 12, she hears a car pull up and panics knowing that it's Maxim's sister and Maxim isn't home yet. And she's like, I don't want to greet them alone. Um, and so firstly, she tries to climb out of the window. <laughs> okay, me and DW are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> but then she hears the like Frith and them like and she's like fuck they're coming round the back of the house to like because they, they've told her they also yeah. said like oh she's in the morning room so just come around this way so she's like ah! so she goes running back inside yeah. and like runs up like the servant stairway like planning to go to her room yeah and just sort of be like oh yes I was just I don't know, pissing. Um, <laughs> and like, kind of like, I give herself shit, more... I don't know. Literally, like, give herself more time. Um, yeah. But she gets confused and ends up in the West Wing rather than the East Wing. And all the rooms are like much larger and grander, but they're all like <clears throat> covered in dust sheets and like all kept Ooh. really dark and everything. So she's a bit like, you know, she's, she's a bit like, oh, I've come the wrong way. Um, turns around and who should she bump into? Danvers. Mrs. Danvers. Yeah. <clears throat> and Mrs. Danvers is like, oh, if you want to see the rooms, I'll show you the rooms. And she's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry about it. And she's like, oh, no, I'll have all the dust sheets removed and I will show you the rooms. Just let me oh, know anytime Danvers, you're stop free. Oh, making it a thing. Literally, just making things. She's like, and then, like, she follows her downstairs being like, you must tell me whenever you have a free morning or afternoon and I will come, I will show you the rooms. And she's like, okay, I will sometime. Leave me alone. Oh, and so, like. Skin crawl. And then she's like, I think Mr. and Mrs. Lacey have been here for quite some time. Obviously being like, you've left your mm. guests unattended. That's rude. Um, yeah. And so she's like, so you should go back to them. And she's like, okay. You'd be like told off child. All right, <laughs> Mrs. Danvers. Literally. So <clears throat> she goes back to the to the uh, morning room and she can hear in the door that Maxim has returned. So mm. he's in there with them. So she's like, all right, all right. <clears throat> that's good. So she goes in and is introduced. And Beatrix. Beatrice is described, his sister, as being very masculine and not as smart as in well-dressed, not smart as in IQ, um, yeah, yeah. as DW had thought. Um, so she kind of, she basically is a Tory who goes out hunting a lot. So it's the tweed, yeah. a lot of tweed, getting a lot yeah. of tweed from this. She's um, ready for a long walk at any point. She is ready for a lengthy stroll. Yeah. Um, and Beatrice, like, remarks how DW is very different to how she imagined her. Oh. Um, and Mr. Lacey, bitch's husband, is friendly and, like me, is much more interested in food than people. So he's like, he's perfectly nice, but, you know, yeah. he's, he's like, not like... Only sandwiches. Basically. <laughs> so he's not like a friend. He's just there, someone to eat your food. Yeah. Um, and the last dinner guest is Frank Crawley, who is Maxim's agent. And he's much more on DW's level, you know. What do you mean agent? <laughs> I, I don't know. He has a fucking agent, like an accountant. Just like, and on the side, he appears in Japanese perfume ads. <laughs> like, yeah. No, he kind of like runs the estate for Maxim. Again, I don't really understand why Maxim has to spend so much fucking time running the estate when Frank <laughs> yeah. Crawley handles it all. So, yeah. <laughs> also, like, Frank Crawley needs to get a life because he literally lives in like the gatekeeper's house at the bottom of Mandalay and just spends every day being like, are you okay, Maxim? I love Maxim. You still have things like this now. My friend used to go out with a greenkeeper on a golf course and his whole family, like, well, he and his dad were greenkeepers for the golf course and their house was on the golf course. It was our house. And, um, but, you know, they only had it as long as they were keeping the golf course. And so, like, the second, you know, like, and his dad wasn't like, you know, 
that young. He was working till retirement in that role, but they didn't like, you know, have any money for their own house or anything. So the second they can't keep the green there and um, his son didn't want to work on that golf course. He wanted to work on a different one. That's yeah. their house gone. That's their security gone. And I was just like, I don't entirely, unless you're like, you know, saving up loads of money, but it didn't sound like they were. I was like, unless no. you're saving up loads of money to then, you know, get out of it and buy somewhere outright or something. It doesn't sound like a great career No, and also the fact, you know, he said you said that your friend was dating this person. Frank yeah. is dedicated to Max and never goes anywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you've got like, you know, a iffy kind of amount of like security with your housing situation and you're not even, you know, living your life. Literally, Frank is just like, are you okay, Maxim? I love you, Maxim. Yeah. I love, love you, Maxim. Maxim. <laughs> it's actually like, I do feel that Ma- like Frank is unappreciated. Like, Frank is actually just a really nice person. But, yeah. um, you know, get a fucking friend that's like not paying you. Um, <laughs> weird, my best man. friend pays me. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, literally. What's worse, my best friend pays me or I have to pay my best friend? <laughs> Who's that? I have to pay my best friend, but yeah. only by a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at least he's getting, I suppose, like, I suppose there's, like, well, I'm super fucking rich, so it makes no fucking difference to me. Yeah. Yeah. But then and again, I, I think it makes a little difference to you. It's a little it's sad. A little, it's a little sad. I'd be embarrassed. Yeah. Anyway. I'm embarrassed for you. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Um. So it's clear that B, um, <clears throat> Beatrice she means well but she just puts her foot in it uh, with everything um so she keeps kind of like remarking on how ill maxim looked when rebecca died but how he's looking much better now and obviously you can understand how that could be nice like oh you're looking a lot better now that's good but she keeps kind of hounding at it and you can see him getting really uncomfortable and everything so frank turns the conversation away from his health and it's sort of like oh have you seen the weather lately and so like DW. great diversion you should have a couple of juicy things like you know in the like oh do you know da, 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 they're doing this i mean just fucking make it up yeah <laughs> but like you know it segues the conversation so dw is sort yeah. of like ah oh, i've got an ally in front and frank you know he'll help mm. me like steal the conversation away to keep maxim on not not only like keep maxim happy because he's crazy but like keep maxim yeah. happy because you know it's sad to bring up your dead wife kind of yeah way. stop it getting too awkward yeah um so yeah, she tends to, like, put her foot in it. Um, but she is friendly, and she does try really hard mm. to make DW feel welcome. Like, she invites her to come and stay with her, and, like, mm. she says that she'll teach her to ride horses and all of this. So she's she's making a big effort with her. Mm. DW is like, oh, I don't ride, but I do like swimming. And she asks if it's safe to swim in the bay at Mandalay, to which an awkward mm. silence follows. And then she remembers, fuck, that's... That's how Rebecca died, isn't it? Yep, she drowned just off the bay. Great! (laughs) Well, uh, is it safe to swim here? Well, judging by the very recent death of the guy you're now married to's ex-wife... It's not not great. (laughs) So, Beatrice does the only sane thing you can do in this situation. Yeah. It's a nice dog. But I mean, what can you do? Like, even if you were like, oh, sweetie, um, no, not not since Rebecca, darling. Um, that's even awkward. That's terrible. Exactly. Like, all, all you can do is talk about the dogs. Yeah. Like, even if you're really nice, that makes it worse. She does if you it, make she, a joke, that's worse. If you ignore, well, yeah, dogs is best. She does it in a good way because she's like, oh, um, Jasper could do with a swim. He's getting a bit fat. And like, it's a good yeah. thing. So, I kind of feel 
either she had that almost waiting ready to go i don't know if i'd be that quick no this is just shit b's on it (laughs) i like the thing is if i was in the room and she said that i'm like and then she'd say that i would have to also stop and applaud yeah (laughs) you made it weird again (laughs) just take it to the side later and i that segue was that was awesome man that was awesome i've made this little award for you out of chewing gum (laughs) i have made you it out of a subway because i think subway and segue are similar (laughs) <laughs> yeah. here you go it is delicious enjoy enjoy well done well done you're weird you you may not come again i see i, I see, see that that is okay that is okay this is all very awkward and i hate it um, yeah. so yeah she does a good segue um <clears throat> so yeah at this point dw is starting to get like she starts like getting anxious about like dangerous topics of conversation like that because obviously she doesn't want to repeat that but also because she doesn't know much about the events she's like Mm. what if you know she was a great fucking cricketer and cricketing was like their main thing they did together and I start talking about fucking cricket and it sets him off being upset and makes another awkward situation so like she kind of has to fucking know and this is the thing but like because you know she's young and awkward and stuff she never voices it being like I can't I can't like, you know, it's like, if you tell me the subjects and situations, I won't bring them up if that's what you want me to do. I if can imagine as well, that, though, like, imagine your partner had just died. I mean, you probably shouldn't be getting married when your partner's just died. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, your partner had died in the situation and you were married to someone else. And they were like, just let me know all taboo topics. You want me in this conversation right now to overlook my entire complex relationship with my uh, now dead wife and tell you every single thing she may or may not have been involved with. That's quite a big fucking ass. Like, well, it's true. But then it's like, but you could also tell me a bit. So like, you know, I know You could not be bit. so closed off. I'd be like, yeah. if you just spoke normally about her, or I'd like, pick stuff up. Exactly. Or, you know, if like I do make a slip up and say like, oh, I like cricket mm. and she really like cricket. Rather than like, I understand it's traumatic. So you it, that you, you have to have it to a degree. But rather than being like, ah! you could like accept I'm not trying to hurt you. Yeah, literally. So, okay. I mean, the main, I feel like the main theme of this book is like, have a fucking conversation. Just have a conversation. Have you ever tried communicating? Literally, because they're shit at it. Um, So, yeah, she's doing a bit awkward. After lunch, B and DW go out for a walk to the grounds, and B kind of like voices like, she's trying to do it nicely, but she's like, oh, I do think running Mandley is going to be quite a strain on you. Which yeah. comes out a bit condescending. So DW's like, it's yeah. chill, I've got it, it's fine, I think I'll be really happy here. And she's like, Yeah, I hope so. Does B live quite far <laughs> away then? They live fifty miles away, apparently. I don't even know what that means in today's terms. <laughs> yeah. I like a good, good two hour drive with you know, country roads and I was gonna say I don't know how fast cars. their cars are. It's definitely yeah. not a two hour drive now. <laughs> no. <laughs> Over five an minutes? Hour. An hour-ish, we say, so... That's an alright commute. Like, I'd be like, if I was B and I knew what I was doing, I'd be like, I think it. maybe I should help out for the first few months, help you find your feet, and that would be much easier to accept. It would be, but also B is running her own house and has her own shit going yeah. on. Like, And also, we want a compelling story. If it was just like, and B came and helped and everyone was very happy. The yeah. end. <laughs> Honestly, while reading this, like at points I was like, I do just wish like I could be that person just to be like, it's fine. You're doing this wrong, but it's fine because you don't know. Just like own it and you'll be fine. Because that yeah. is one of the 
I'll get into it more later, but she, in a way, I mean, she's not her own worst enemy. Her own worst, her worst enemy is Mrs. Danvers. But yeah. she doesn't, because of her lack of self-esteem, she doesn't help herself because there are a lot of situations when people are trying to be kind and open to her. But because she's got these demons in her being like, they're comparing me to Rebecca, they hate me. It's like she doesn't let them help her. Like, yeah. there's, there's loads of times when Bea's like, I am here to help you. And she's like, no, she's comparing me to Rebecca, she hates me. And it's like, no, she is actually just trying to be there for you. The voices in her own head are louder than the voices around her. Exactly. Apart so from Mrs. Like, Danvers, she's a dick, listen to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Danvers sucks. Um... <clears throat> So yeah, uh, where did we get to? Um, so she kind of like, B puts her foot in it again, kind of like commenting on her hair and her clothes. And she's like, oh yes, you evidently don't give a toss about how you look, do you? And it's like, oh. <sighs> Sorry, B, but have like, you know, a little bit of social awareness. I, I, B is our dad. Oh yeah. One time my dad muttered something and I said, what? And he said, I said there's low-fat yogurts on the bottom shelf in the fridge, but there's full fat on the top shelf, and you'll go for the full fat, won't you? Like, all right. <laughs> I mean, one question's buying full fat and low fat in the same shop, and kind of like, what, 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 are, you, what are you doing? But, <laughs> but, but yeah. <laughs> I do just like something. Just fat, like, I just, I, I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. Also, I agree with fat shaming. But yeah. I just. Our dad is a, is a great guy and all, but sometimes, like, his his funny little quirks are just. Sometimes you do just have to sit back and admire them. <laughs> just take a moment, bring out the popcorn. He's like, is that low fat popcorn? And you just eat it. <laughs> and you just eat it. And then he does this thing where he has the audacity to say, you've got a spot there. And I'm like, you don't have any fucking eyebrows. <laughs> On the fact you have never had eyebrows. Like, you want to comment on a spot on my chin? How about we talk about your lack of eyebrows? <laughs> and your green beard. I stand by. His beard... His beard was khaki. It's grey now, but it was khaki. This is so niche. Yeah, Katie thought he had a green beard. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying she was wrong because we all have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> we all have eyes. We all saw. It was green. Katie was the only one brave enough to call it out. <laughs> look, look, all I'm saying is I'm eight years old now and, and no one has spoken about the fact that dad has green hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> I just, I'm just calling it as I see it, man. Just calling it as I see it. I think it's weird. My brain is disintegrating. I don't know how much longer I can. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up. Basically, so So yeah, they're kind of talking and this is gonna be my last point. Yeah. Um Mrs. Uh, Beatrix asks her, like, so how are you getting on with Mrs. Danvers? And DW mm. confides in her. She's like, oh, she's not very friendly. And B's like, no, she doesn't seem it, to be fair. Um, but she's like, to, I mean, to be fair to her, she is insanely jealous. And DW's Ooh. like, what? Yeah. And she's like, jealous of what? Like, she doesn't seem that devoted to Maxim. Does she fancy him? She's like, no, 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 no. Um, she simply adored Rebecca. Ooh, creepy. Yeah. So on that <gasps> note, we'll leave it there today and we'll go get drunk. Guys, I got shivers. I'm already drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I know. See But yeah. So yes, like, so Mrs. Danvers was weirdly obsessed with Rebecca, which is is uncomfortable Gross. for all. 
Okay, I'm going to go have nightmares. On that yeah. note, shall I quickly do the plugs? Yeah. Right, guys, if you've liked what you've heard, just literally we're at the point just put on classical into google you know whatever social media things you use you're 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 figuring it out if you really want to show your support we're on patreon it's cheap guys just nice it's nice there's more content there it's a nice thing to do we can send you stuff yeah yeah we can and um it's a thing so uh patreon all social medias very very nice and uh you'll hear us next week bye bye For fuck's sake. Bye.